Good morning and happy Wednesday. It is Make a Difference Mama. This is episode number eight. I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope that this has challenged you and made a difference in your life. I'm going to continue the story a little bit from last time. Uh, last time I mentioned that I had uh, found out several years ago that I had a brain tumor and, and I that focused mainly on fear and how to fight the fear. This time I'm going to tell you a little bit about what helped me during that time and how you can do the same for someone in your life. So um, when I found out I had a brain tumor, we scheduled surgery immediately. It was in my cerebellum called a cerebellar astrocytoma. They're usually um, non-cancerous, but since they are growing, they don't call it benign because it's still very serious because it's in your head in an enclosed area. So I had three weeks until the surgery, and I remember um, having a lot of emotions. I cried a lot during the day, and I felt bad because I didn't want my daughter to see me crying. But um, I remember one night laying in bed, and um, I said, God, why? Why did you allow this? Uh, You called me to be a stay-at-home mom, and... Now it feels like you're taking that away from me. The The doctor had said that it would be six weeks that I could not lift anything heavier than a coffee cup. Now, I might remind you, my daughter was 18 months old at the time. So that meant um, I could not put her in her high chair, her crib, her car seat, could not get her, give her a bath. Uh, all the daily tasks of a toddler I was not going to be able to do for six weeks. And so I was asking God, why were you allowing this to happen? And I remember very clearly hearing and knowing what God was telling me at that time. And he said, I am Emma's heavenly father, and I love her even more than you do. And I'm going to make sure that she has someone to take care of her. And I remember still having questions, but I do, I did have peace. So after the three weeks, we did have surgery, and they were able to remove all of the tumor. Everything seemed to go pretty smoothly. I was in the hospital about six days. I did really well and got to come home uh, even a few days earlier than they had told me. And I remember when I walked I very carefully in the door, I sat down in the recliner, and someone placed Emma in my lap. She had not been able to see me for six days, And she wagged her finger at me and gave me a talking to. There was a couple of words in there that I recognized, but the rest of it was, I can imagine, like, where have you been, Mama? Why did you go? You're back. I'm glad you're back, but why did you go? (laughs) It was kind of cute, and I'll always remember that. But very soon after that, um, I had to go back in the hospital. Uh, I had a spinal fluid leak. Uh, around my incision and something had not gone right in the surgery when they were putting uh, the dura layer back on and uh, my spinal fluid was leaking so um, we decided to do it was called a spinal tap actually and they were going to uh, drain my spinal fluid for five days to try to heal the leak on its own Uh, to reduce the pressure and if any of you have ever had uh, low pressure that is very painful and that was five days of excruciating pain and um, there wasn't a whole lot of medications they could give me 
I remember my mom stayed with me sometimes. I was in a lot of pain. She would read the scriptures to me. My husband brought um, uh, the radio up there for me so I could listen to praise music. My dad was bringing me balloons. They were doing everything they could, but it was five days of really, really excruciating pain. And after all that, it didn't work. Uh, so even though my skin healed, my cerebral fluid leak was still leaking and I call it a potato, but I kind of grew a mass on the back of my head. Um, and so we had to have a second surgery. So exactly six weeks after the first surgery, I was having another one. At this time, I was supposed to be well and able to pick up my kid, but no. This time, uh, they put in a lot of mesh and hardware and trying to make sure they did not have another leak. And uh, a couple days after I got to come home from that one, um, I found out I had a staph infection. That was very yucky. And so, uh, a month later, I had my third surgery. After we tried antibiotics and all the normal stuff, I had a third surgery to remove the fake bone, to remove all the hardware and the mesh. And so basically, um, there's a part in the back of my head where there's no bone. It, there's a little bit of muscle <laughs> holding it all in. And uh, my doctor said, yeah, just wear a helmet if you uh, do something dangerous and don't fall backwards on your head. I was like, okay, great, thanks. I'll try to try to do that. So I tell you all that to to let you know this was of course not in any of my plans but god knew what was going to happen and just as he said he would take care of my family he truly truly did our small church in uh elgin south carolina spears creek baptist church they provided so many meals i counted later we wrote down everything that someone brought it was over a month of meals that, that people brought to me. And for those first two weeks especially, they had um, babysitters. They had a babysitter list signed up. So when Dan would go to work in the morning, someone would come and take care of Emma and me and feed us lunch, put Emma down for a nap. They would leave after Emma's nap. Someone else would come and stay with us until Dan got home at night and someone else brought us dinner. So it was like... A complete um, someone was there with me all the time everything I needed they brought special little treats for Emma they uh, brought little uh, books for me to read and um, catalogs and um, it was just it was precious we had um, the GAs come and help clean my house and uh, every need that I had someone addressed and someone took care of so after the second surgery, my grandparents came. And I mentioned this before when I talked about Grandma, and she's since passed, and the things that I learned uh, from Grandma. But my Grandma and Grandpa, who were in their 70s, came and stayed with us for two months. So Dan was able to keep working, and my Grandpa did everything out in the yard. Uh, my Grandma helped wrangle the toddler, the bathing. She did the laundry. She did the cleaning. She did everything we went grocery shopping together and i'm telling you those were those were hard two months but they were really really good and special and i never would have had that opportunity to be so close with my grandparents 
if this had not all happened. So um, I want you to think about today, how can you make a difference to help others? Um, one thing that you can do is to organize a meal train. And if you're not familiar with, they actually have a website where um, you organize a meal train for a certain person. You put in their contact information, their address, um, things that they like to eat, restaurants that they like or whatever. And, and you send out the link to other people and they can sign up for a specific day. They can write down what they're going to bring and um, it sends email to the person bringing the meal to remind them and it sends an email to the person receiving the meal so they'll know what they're going to have for dinner and you can even specify a time and it's really cool cool and i've done that several times organized meal trains you can also make a meal if someone just needs a day to to get over something make them a meal that is so very helpful another thing is to babysit for someone uh, i never would have been able to to um, take care of Emma if I had not had help and people just stepped up and it was it was fantastic and it was miraculous so offer to babysit uh, or offer to do laundry that's something that gets put by the 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 side if mama is sick so you know m some people might be a little self-conscious but offer to, to do their laundry and and something to help in that area um, the fifth thing you can do is pray. I know it sounds, um, oh, all we all we can do is pray. Well, that shouldn't be our last resort. It should be what we do all the time. You find out someone's having a hard time, pray for them. And you know what? Tell them you're praying for them because that sometimes makes people feel less alone when they know someone is lifting them up to the Heavenly Father. One thing you don't need to do is to say, call me if you need something because I'm telling you, a lot of mamas especially will not call. You have to just come over and you have to just do. Because I know for me, it's hard to ask for help. So just volunteer to do something specific and don't say, call me if you need me. So I want to challenge you. Who needs help in your circle? Show them the love of Christ and be the hands and feet that he wants us to be. Have a wonderful day.